0: Welcome to Max Storm Business Coaching for the Health and Fitness Professional Podcast, where you will hear and learn tips, tricks, and marketing secrets that will allow you to build your business from ordinary to extraordinary. Visit us at maxstormcoaching.com. Now, here's your host. Hi, welcome. I'm Ashley Mazurek, one of the coaches of Max Storm's Coaching. Uh, Today, I wanna talk about having investors. I've been in this industry for a very long time and I have come across some experiences that uh, that I feel like I'd love to share because uh, they've been some experiences that have allowed me to learn some super valuable lessons and um, you know when you have your own business, some of you may have your own business uh, as far as an entity where you have a building that you own or a building that you lease or rent. Uh, that, um, or you may just have a business where you rent space. Well, this applies to a portion of my life where I owned my own space for eight years and uh, had the opportunity to get rid of that space and be without um, that type of ownership and responsibility for uh, quite a while and had the opportunities to get back into it, which I feel like would be a great idea. And, you know, at at this point in the game, uh, having the experience of doing that, one of the opportunities that came into my mind was taking on an investor to have the ability to create more revenue around building the facility that I wanted. And so, you know, we oftentimes, at least for me, didn't want to take on the responsibility of taking a lot of money out of the bank. Um, So I created a manifestation of an investor. And what I mean by that is I'm a spiritual being. And so for me, I put it out there that that's what I wanted to get. And about five weeks later, I actually had a client who had been working with for a very long time, offer his his um, his in offer his means to help me build my own facility. And I had been for about a year up to that point asking if I needed any help. He would offer that to me however I needed it. And, you know, these particular clients, these investors per se, typically have a lot of money. And hopefully, uh, you have enough trust and knowing of this investor to know that they do have the money that they generally are authentic in offering that to you. With well, this for particular client chose to be an angel investor. And I have had that opportunity with my first facility. I did have an opportunity where I had a client offer to be an angel investor and I turned it down because, you know, I was young and stubborn and wanted to do it on my own. And so I said no. And so it uh, was a situation where it happened again. And this was an investor that offered his means of financial help uh, with an unconditional, no tether to the outcome, which is super rare. You know, it's too good to be true kind of situation, correct? And I was a little bit flabbergasted because just five weeks ago, I had come up with the idea to take on this venture and do this and was just asking for a financial means to do it and here drops in my lap a, a client who's willing to become that angel investor that I so so desperately wanted. Well, I will say um, that through the process, which was about eight months, I, I came to a conclusion. And from this process of doing this, I offer some valuable lessons that I would like to share with you. If you do, if you do have the, the opportunity to go through this with someone um, in, in this particular situation, the too good to be true it actually was too good to be true, and uh, unfortunately, let me share the story. So, this particular client, uh, like I said, was an angel investor. Meaning, there, what he wanted. Let me call this investor Mark. He wanted no, uh, no tethers, no responsibility, no attachment to my facility, to the money that he invested. To anything, just wanted to offer this money to help me get a facility from the ground up running, and I would have it for myself. This was a so-called gift to me. Now, when something that, like that happens in your life, um, there are there are first, you know, you go into a stage of denial, think this is actually really going to happen, and you get so excited, and you can become very emotionally attached. And uh, that would be one of my first suggestions if you do go through this process is find somebody that you trust that can be so-called an objective mediator. Uh, that is something that I did not do. And I wish I I wish I wish would have because I was, again, too personally attached to this. And secondly, because it was, it was so-called so unconditional, I um, basically felt like I was gonna be getting... Uh, again, naively thought I was gonna be getting money and it wouldn't matter how much, there were no boundaries set um, with this investor. And that would be the second thing that I would suggest for you as a lesson is make sure that you put boundaries around this. Get really clear on how much they're willing to invest. versus with me, he just said, go out and find a building that you can purchase and own and we'll go ahead and do a build out. And so, for me, it was a still it was a situation where I didn't know how much money he was going to invest, and in. I was sort of a you know situation situation you know if you don't ask, you don't know, and so I was too fearful to ask these uh, ba- create these boundaries because I was fear of a no, and so I would really suggest that a you get some paperwork, a you get some clear cut stipulations on the objectives of what exactly this money, how much, when you're going to get it, and what their expectations of you. Because as the transaction processed with myself and this investor, he became more and more conditionally attached to this. In other words, There was more and more a situation where he wanted to know what realtors. He wanted to meet with the realtors. He wanted me to get a hold of architects, architectural design people. He wanted to have a meeting with them. And as you can see, as this process was rolling out, it wasn't actually unconditional. The conditions became more and more. And when I did find properties... He wanted to see the the MLS on these properties, and he wanted to coach me on whether or not they were good pieces of properties and and I want to say that if you from the beginning know where each person stands, and it is in paperwork slash contract that states this, then you can always fall back to um, re questioning why these things are happening. Uh, another big I feel like important aspect of this is make sure that if they are willing to support you and offer you money that you start seeing before you start putting a lot of energy out that you start seeing energy come in. And I always feel that energy in my mind is money. Money is energy. Energy is money. And so my mistake was I was doing and doing and doing and doing very excited about this project. Very, very kind of, um, uh, giving this person more power than I probably should have. And, and that regards, uh, didn't see any money. And yet I was doing all the to do's he had asked me to do. And then five months into it, when I was still not seeing much progress other than the work that I had been doing and still hadn't seen as much feedback from him that he had said he was going to do, then I started questioning what was really going on here. And I started, I started, and this would be another suggestion I would have for you, is to be really clear and very honest with your communication, which I will say that was the one thing that I did very well. Um, throughout this process, I oftentimes gave this the investor the ideas that I had and offered him the opportunity that if he did not want to invest and continue to do this, I was fine with that. And I offered him the idea to tell me what his ideas about how much money. And the problem was, is he could not give me a number amount. So you know, he had issues on his side as well. I had issues on my side as well. And so if there's not clear cut communication, oftentimes there are expectations that are going to be created. And at the end of the day, there's going to be uh, frustration and anger because false expectations are being created, which is what I did have and maybe what he had, but he wasn't able to communicate his ideas, his boundaries, and I would keep asking for them. And so when it came down to asking for paperwork to get really clear on this, Um, it was not a suggestion that he was willing to go to because this was, uh, he didn't want his name attached to this. He just wanted to give me the money yet the money never came. And so finally, when I asked, I laid down the law and I said, you know, I just need some money in the bank with the, with a separate bank account that I had created for my own business because this was a separate entity, and I didn't want my business being dragged into it, and I didn't want a chunk of money that I would have to pay taxes on, on something in, in this account of, of my business that I had built, you know, for so many years. So i had I had created a separate business account where this was all going, to, all the transactions were going to be taking place. And so, what I will say to you is that the money that was supposedly supposed to take place in 4 to 6 weeks never showed up. So there would be another call from me asking where the money was, why is why wasn't it coming in and there were plenty of excuses that uh, came into play. And so if there are all these excuses, at the end of the day I had to I I I needed to start making and creating some more boundaries for myself, which Um, I had a hard time doing because I was so emotionally attached to this happening and so emotionally attached to the end result because I had been focused on that for so long and four to six weeks, here's another six weeks that nothing happened. And I would continually do the work that he had asked me to do with creating business plans and meeting with um, different realtors and looking at different properties And so when I came down to the point where there was sort of an ultimatum that I had suggested, which was, this isn't, this obviously isn't going to happen. So there's no point in furthering this. If you can't text me back, if you can't get on a call with me, if you can't tell me where the money is. Um, And then, you know, he would use very nice words um, to convince me that it was going to happen, to convince me that he truly wanted to help me, to convince me that the money was there. Um, That was... Uh, Something that if you had an objective leader that was there to answer these calls slash email slash text, then they would be able to advise you that it's really not going to happen after we're looking at six months now. And it came point in time where I created another ultimatum and I said in four weeks, if the money isn't in the bank, I can't continue to do any more work on this project because I don't, I'm not seeing that it's actually going to happen and so it didn't happen after 4 weeks there were just more excuses and you know it's it's interesting because you don't know why why somebody would do this why would they offer and you know offer this money but take this particular position of not ever doing anything on their own. And the excuses sound really good. Like their life's very busy. You know, they have all these companies that they run. So, you know, here's a very financially um, successful person, which, you know, you're just, in my, my opinion at that time, I was just a peon and I was actually, I was going to be getting money. So I should be very thankful for anything. Um, But that's not the case. You know, one of the things that I would suggest anyone in this, position is don't forget that you are first and that you are important and that you do deserve answers. And that was something, that was a realization that I had come to much further after all this process. Um, And the more frustrated I get, it was the frustration I feel like came about because I didn't think that I was worthy of those answers. And I did probably believe that I should have put that much work in if I was going to be getting that much money. Um, And he had changed the plan several times to rather than buying a building, we were now going to purchase a building. So the plan, and the idea kept changing. And obviously if it changes, then the more time is due um, more, the more time it will take. And so, for me, it was like a stall tactic. And at the end of the day, I gave this person at the end of eighth month, at the end of this eighth month process, I had to put my foot down and say goodbye to this opportunity. And it was probably one of the most difficult decisions that I had made because, um, I believed the excuses. I believed that he was going to come up with the money and I really wanted this to happen. But I just saw 8 months of my life being th- all my time being thrown away and rather than working on my business as I was working on a a so-called next business that took away from my existing business which hurt me financially. And so they he didn't understand that and so at the end of 8 months I asked to get on a phone call because I prefer to do these things in person, but because this particular client did not live in my state, um, he um, would have to fly in to have the conversations. Um, I had to send a message to have a conversation over phone, and he was too busy. And so because I did not want to wait and I had made my decision I ended up making this a text uh, decision, and I did text uh, the closure and say that – he really offered me nothing in this eight-month process had been really a waste of my time and wishing no ill will on this person, just the message that I needed to move on with my life and that I had come to the decision that it wasn't going to happen. And that's okay. Um, I think that these particular situations can leave you very angry and I, I think that I was for a period of time. I went through a little state of depression, and I was sad, but everything happens for a reason. And I've always thought that, and I decided to coach myself on how I would coach somebody else that would be in this situation. And it, what would I say to a client if they came to me in this um, grave situation. And so I did that for myself. And at the end of the day, I gave what I believed to myself, which was everything happens for a reason. And there are grand lessons that come from any process. And so what was the lesson in this? Well, there are probably lots of lessons for me. Um, and I will say that the, the lessons are... Good, and I take those. And everybody that goes through something just not very nice like this, it, it wasn't a comfortable situation to go through. I have been through this in the past. Uh, about eight years ago, which is somewhat frustrating because when you're me, you feel like uh, you've gone through a lot and you've learned those lessons. So for it to happen again, you're a little bit disappointed that you would allow yourself to go through it one more time. But obviously, I didn't learn the lesson well enough that I need to. I needed to do, endure it again, and uh, I was strong enough, and I think in a better place than I was last time when I went through this. But. I would hope, and the point of this particular message and podcast is that if anyone, yes, it's a lucky situation to be in, uh, but if you are in this position and situation, those lessons that I have mentioned, I would please hold to a very high standard, and I would encourage you to, I would be willing to coach you through it for free so that you don't have to go through the horrible situation that I went through, um, and have those, those feelings and that frustration for eight months and feel like you've wasted your time. Did I learn a lot of things in that eight months? absolutely. And do I still think that one day I'll have my own facility again? Yeah. Maybe it's not supposed to happen now, but it, but it will, if it's meant to. And I think that's the big bottom line answer is I think everything happens when it's supposed to, and maybe it just wasn't my time. And I do also feel like, you know, we're in a situation in our lives where, you know, we think that we're in control. And, uh, that's also, if I will admit, that's probably one of my higher lessons is I'm not really in control. I think I am and I, and I, I want to be, but I'm really not. And so I'm sort of a conduit to my higher self and what its purpose is in this lifetime, and if it's to deal with struggles and pains that create self-realization in my in myself and help me become a better, better business person, help me become a better coach, help me become a better person in relationships, then that it shall be. So again, reviewing these particular lessons, Number one, find somebody that you can tangent with this process that can be not so emotionally attached so they can make better decisions and create boundaries and borders and definitions around this process you're going to need to get really clear on what your objectives are what your expectations are what you want to get out of this and hopefully you will with a partner stick to that because when you become emotional you become irrational and the decisions that you make i don't think are the best so if it's clear cut and black and white then you'll then stick to that along with your little emotional support system that can hold you to that. Also, make sure that there's an energy exchange in the process. Otherwise, you have the tail wagging the dog and this person who that you may hold in high esteem and feel like they're going to be giving you all this money in the future, they haven't done anything for you. And that's one thing to remember, and I did forget, was I was doing all this work for months and months and months, but I never saw any exchange. I never I never was getting callbacks. I never was getting a response um, to things that I found. There was no money in the bank account that showed a level of commitment. It was just words. And, you know, I probably trusted too much in that. So I would suggest that you heed my advice on that particular um, lesson. Paperwork. If you have a lawyer or you have somebody that you trust um, that can look over this paperwork, figure out what their expectations are. From the very beginning, how much money are they willing to commit? What are they willing to do with that money and what do they want in return? Something that uh, along the way on this journey, someone suggested I thought was a really good idea, you know, in the paperwork to not forget, like if this particular investor, if they've got tethers or there's some conditions to it, if they were to die or something were tragically were to happen to them where would, if they have a percentage of your business, where would that go? And that is very important to add in a piece of paperwork. Um, uh, It was a suggestion from a friend of mine that I would highly recommend. And again, that particular time, it did apply to me because this particular investor was not going to have any conditions or expectations or percentages of my business. They were going to be an angel investor, but that's not Always what happens. Typically, when there's an investor, they want some sort of percentage of it or they want some sort of return. And so it's real important that you get that in words and there's an equal understanding of what all that means on paper so that you're really clear about whether or not you choose to get in bed with somebody else. Um, one of the, and I'm sure you all know this by now, but whenever you take on a partner, to any degree, it is, it is like getting into another marriage. And if you've ever been in a marriage, I would say that I call myself an expert in that because I have had my experience. Uh, it, having and being in a marriage is a tremendous amount of work, compromise, and dedication slash commitment. So if you don't even like the person, Uh, chances of you marrying them probably won't be very high. So do you really want to be in business with them? Okay, so... That's the information I wanted to share with you today. We've got lots of great information coming forward about different topics. This one in particular uh, may, may sit well with some of you. Maybe it doesn't apply, but I thought I'd share. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and look forward to enjoying more pieces of information with you, either with myself. Or with doing interviews with other successful people or people in this world that I feel like we could learn you a thing or two from. Max Storm Thanks. Coaching Have a great podcast. day. Please subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google Play so you don't miss a single episode. This podcast is brought to you by MaxStormCoaching.com. Head over to our website or social media pages and download free documents, forms, business tips and tricks that will help take your client-based business to that next level.